Hey, great to be here with you. Conclude one of two things, you know, as the Russian nightmare, either I wasn't from Russia or I had some good English tutoring. I'll let you decide. You figure that out, you know. So uh, what, what, what a joy to be here, though. Seriously, what a privilege just to be able I rolled in. Actually, I live in North Carolina, but I actually rolled in from Waterloo, Iowa. Uh, last night, I was there last, this past weekend. There is, if you're a wrestling historian, you may know the name Dan Gable, 1972 Olympic gold wrestler, uh, winner. And uh, he has a museum in, in Waterloo, Iowa, and there's a Hall of Fame connected with that in Waterloo, Iowa. And this past weekend, they had their 20th annual Hall of Fame inductions, and so I was there. I was fortunate, blessed to be inducted into that Hall of Fame 2006, and so I went back for the 20-year reunion and, and uh, got to see a lot of old friends, a lot of, a lot of uh, old uh, guys, used to, some guys I stepped in the ring with and some newer guys, but, uh, and so I was over there and, and then had the opportunity also to do some ministry while I was there, both in, in that, you might say that arena, but then also in, uh, uh, in a local church over there. Came in here, uh, here with you this morning. I'll be here back here tomorrow night with your youth, and uh, hopefully the Lord will give me something to, to speak into your, the, the youth and their lives tomorrow night. And then, as Skip mentioned, next week I'm excited for the first time in four or five years we're back uh, to do a, what's called a quest event. And I've been a part of this ministry, Fellowship of the Sword, since 2006, and, um, and I've been involved in facilitating or ministering 50-plus of those events. we got 58 men uh, next week going to spend a handful of days just running after the heart. Yeah, 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 give it up for the Lord. 58 men running after the heart of God, just saying, hey, I want to unplug. I want to I detach from my phone. Some of you need to, like, probably got it in your hand right now. I'm just saying. Anyway, I'm just saying. Um, I'm going to detach from the computers. I'm just going to detach and just go run after the heart of God. So it's just an honor or privilege to be back in Michigan and be a part of that event as well. And uh, there's a couple churches I'll be ministering at here as well. And as Skip mentioned, back for the gathering. So lots of ministry opportunities for me, which I'm, I'm, I'm privileged to. Uh, to be a part of, and you know, I, I was listening to some of the uh, the introduction, but also what was said about you know the idea. If I heard it right, when Tom was saying of reload is equipping men to you know go out and and make make a change, you know, in our world. And, and you know, as I was praying, and and I and I I spent a lot of time in prayer, but I also live what I call a fasted lifestyle. So that's just, fasting is much a part of my life as eating is a part of your life, you know, um, and a part of my life. But, and so I spent time, you know, anytime, even, even on short notice, you know, uh, you know, to be here this morning, you know, I was coming in town and, and so I just, you know, I, I fast, I pray. I'm like, Lord, what, you know, I could say lots of things. I could tell lots of wrestling stories. I could, but most important to me, anytime I have an audience, whether it's an audience of one or I think the largest audience today that I've spoke to is, is over 73,000 in Jamaica. Um, is, Lord, what do you want said? I could say lots of things, but I'm more interested in what the Lord would desire for you to hear. So the fact that you're here this morning, um, I've got a couple passages I, the Lord's impressed upon my heart, and it really ties in with equipping men to go out and, and change our world, in the world in which we live. 
And I don't want to you know, do my best not to make assumptions. I will make one assumption that when you leave here, the majority of you are headed off into some vocation or some job perhaps, or if not this morning, this afternoon, this evening, or what, at whatever time, but you've got a chosen vocation, a chosen profession. Uh, most of you, I'm guessing, probably, probably it's probably not, uh, you know, you're not a pastor, you're not an evangelist like me, you're not a missionary, you might, although you might be, but for the majority of you, I'm guessing, you're out in the marketplace, you're out in the workplace, and, and, and really, in my estimation, where the real ministry takes place, where the real ministry, you know, the idea here is, is to e- equip, equip you to go out and do the work of the ministry. And the passages I'm going to share with you this morning are really tie into that and probably something that you're very familiar with or maybe you're not familiar with it. Um, but uh, if, not, if nothing else, maybe it'll just reinforce the idea of what Reload's about, equipping men to go out you know, and do the work of the ministry. And, and, and another assumption I'm not going to make you know, is that just because you're here this morning and, you know, it's 6.30 in the morning that, that, you know, each and every one of you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I, I can't make that assumption that, that you just automatically do just because you're here. I mean, you might be here because the first meal's free. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what your motive is. But the passages uh, I, I want to uh, share with you is, well, one's in, in 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, and, and verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And, and, and here's the key. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And, and then we jump down to, to verse 19. And it's, er, verse 20 it says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. And, and, and so... When I look at that passage, I even, you know, think about my, my own life. You heard from the video in October 1993, actually the 17th of October 1993 is when I met Jesus and everything changed. That, let me say, that's, when, that's the day I met Jesus and everything changed. And, and, and just a little side note, the guy interviewing me there, if you're a wrestling fan at all, was a guy who used to wear paint on his face, a guy named Sting who is also a, a sold-out, born-again believer in, in Jesus. I've had the privilege of mentoring and discipling him for a period number of years. In fact, I was just out in Texas on a Quest event in May, stopped at his place, spent several hours with, with, with him, and, and just continuing to build that relationship with him. Um, but if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. 17 October 1993, I met Jesus and everything changed. And when I say everything changed, I mean my, my thought process uh, began to change. We know from Scripture it says, you know, don't be conformed any longer to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, so since that decision, since that time, I have been intentional, that would be a good word, intentional on, on, on the transformation of my mind. You know, con- on a continual basis saying, Lord, give me the mind of Christ. Because I know my mind didn't get saved. I don't know about you, but there's still some cesspool things that kind of float in here every now and then. Now, I'm just being transparent with you. Maybe you're not honest enough to say, I agree with that. But I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll testify to that. Every now there's sometimes some cesspool stuff kind of bubbles up up there. You know, I mean, there's sometimes, I'll be real transparent with you. There's sometimes I'll wake up like, and I'll have had a dream of like, whoa, that was like as far from Jesus as I really want to be. 
And I got to take that thought or take that vision, take that dream, take it captive, pull it down and put it at the foot of the cross where it belongs. Because that is not, it was clearly, that was not the mind of Christ. You hear what I'm saying? And, and, and so, you know, this tra the transformation process, you know, becoming a new creature in Christ, you know, we're a three-part person, right? We have a spirit, you know, we, we, are, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Now, I know my body didn't get saved because I don't know about you, but every decade I hit, something else goes wrong. Like when I hit 5-0, I had to start wearing these things. My daughters used to say, Dad, you want me to hold the menu? I'm like, ah, aren't you funny, you know. Because my arm wasn't long enough to read the menu in a restaurant. <laughs> I start wearing these deals. Now I'm realizing, you know, things are getting fuzzier like the little sign. See the number two. <laughs> I'm like, man, am I going to have to, like, actually wear glasses at this point? No. Right? I know my body didn't get saved. I know one day we're going to have a glorified body. Well, God saved. When I gave my life to Jesus, 17 October 1993, my spirit man. My spirit man. And I know sometimes it, you know, it kind of gets blended together, the soul and the spirit. But when you read scripture, I think in Hebrews talks about there's a, it's sharp enough, the, the word of God is sharp enough to separate soul from the spirit, even bone from the marrow. So it's an obvious, obvious there that, that, that we're a three-part person. We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. And by the way, the soul is comprised of the mind, the will, and the emotions. And I don't know about you, but on a regular basis, I'm like, Lord, help me to stabilize my emotions. <laughs> help me, Lord. Help me to renew my mind so I have the mind of Christ. So when I go out there, outside the comfort and confines of a, of a church setting, when I go out into the real world, I can have the mind of Christ. And stable emotions... And then, Lord, my will. I know you've given me a free will. Some of you this morning had a free breakfast. God's given us a free will. And I'm like, Lord, on a very regular basis, I'm like, Lord, help me, Holy Spirit, help me, now that you dwell in me, help me to align my free will to the will of my Father. Because my heart's desire is to fulfill his will for my life, not my own will. That's my heart's desire. So therefore, we're a new creation in Christ. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now that all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus. So if you're here today, part of your testimony is you can testify and say there's a day that I surrendered my life to Jesus, that I was reconciled to God, the creator of the universe, through Jesus, that I submitted, surrendered, gave my life, gave my heart to Jesus. Tom said it's a heart change, not a head change. It's a heart change. September, October, uh, uh, 17 October 1993, my, Jesus went from my head to my heart. I met Jesus in a personal way, and everything changed. My thought process began to change. The words that came out of my mouth changed. As you might guess, in the wrestling world, there's a few colorful words that are thrown around every now and then, every other sentence sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, guys, is that like part of your vocabulary, that F-bomb, or what? I mean, can't you, like, you have to say that like every other word? I mean, 
like, really? But my words began to change. I met Jesus and everything changed. My desires began to change. My motivation for what I did began to change. Everything changed. Here's the question I have for you this morning. When did you meet Jesus and everything changed? When did that happen for you? I don't know the answer to that. I'm just throwing it out there. Hopefully you have an answer to that. If not, then maybe today's your day of salvation. And you surrender your life to Jesus this morning and everything changes. That's, that'd be my prayer for you. We're reconciled. Now check this out. So it goes on to say, now that we've been reconciled to God, the creator of the universe, through Jesus Christ, he's given us, who, who do you think that might include? Any, any ideas, any clue? <laughs> us. Us. Not Nikita the evangelist. Not, not the pastor. Oh, he's given the pastor the ministry of reconciliation. Oh, he's given the key to the rec- ministry of reconciliation. Well, I do have that ministry. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a, the heartbeat of, of the ministry is soul winning. That is the heartbeat of the ministry, winning souls to Jesus, winning souls to the kingdom. However, Scripture doesn't say he's given all pastors and evangelists the ministry of reconciliation. He says he's given us. And he said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is there anyone in Christ here today? Okay, so, so the fact that you acknowledge that, guess what? You have a ministry. <laughs> and it's called the Ministry of Reconciliation. And just as you've been reconciled to Christ, to God, through Christ, through Jesus, you now have a ministry of reconciliation. Now, you may not ever be called to hold a microphone or preach at a pulpit or, or, or go on a mission trip, I, but... but your ministry, maybe you're an attorney here today. You're a lawyer, and that's your ministry. Maybe you know, you're a nurse here today, or whatever. maybe you're a street sweeper here today. I don't know what your vocation is or what your profession is. Or Some of you are like, dude, I'm retired. I'm out of the work, workplace. I'm out of the marketplace. That doesn't release you, Mr. Retirement, from, from the Ministry of Reconciliation, however. Don't use that as an excuse. I'm retired. Show me that in the Bible. Find me that word in there. Bring it to me after we're done. I want to see it. Till you breathe your last breath. Will you retire when you breathe your last breath? That's when you retire. We got the ministry of reconciliation. And, and, and check this out, verse 20, that we're ambassadors for Christ. We're ambassadors. Anyone in politics here? You know what an ambassador is, right? They, they're an ambassador for the U.S. They go over to another nation, sometimes even hang out in an embassy over there, and represent who? The United States of America. They represent the U.S. of A. Well, my friend, if you're in Christ, been reconciled to Christ, you're now an ambassador, not for the United States of America, my friend. Oh, no, 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 no. Your citizenship, in fact, you're just a sojourner. You're now a foreigner, actually, just passing through on your way to heaven. And so who and what you represent is the kingdom of God. You're an ambassador representing the kingdom of God and the king 
of kings and Lord of lords. So when you leave here today and you go out into the marketplace or you go back into your home or wherever it is that the roads and your car takes you, my friends, you're an ambassador representing the king. And then you get opportunities to represent the king. So not only do you represent the king, you get to go out and represent. By the way, you live your life, the things that come out of your mouth, your actions, and even your thoughts all reflect on the kingdom and the king. It's awful quiet in here. You always just quiet? Come on. <laughs> it's quiet in here. That's right. Throw, throw a couple of amens out there. I mean, he's like, so be it. I agree. I agree. Store that up. So we're ambassadors for Christ. I want to take you over to another passage real quick and, 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 and just throw a challenge out to you in my last few minutes with you. And, and this is in Matthew. Okay, so if we acknowledge, let's just reflect for a moment. Let's acknowledge, okay, so if I'm in Christ, reconciled to God, creator of the universe, I like that, Papa God. That's, yeah, I, I, me and Tom, we understand, I'm like, who? Man, who's praying that? Let me say that. I say that all the time. Papa, my papa, my papa G, man. My papa God, my daddy. He's my daddy. He is. Because I got that kind of relationship with him. It's intimate. It's passionate. Some of you freak out when you hear that. Like, how can you call God daddy? I mean, because he is. Because he's my daddy. I mean, I can have those kind of conversations with him. You know, sometimes it is father, especially like when I'm in trouble. But I got that kind of relationship with him. It's intimate. It's passionate. I love him. And he loves me. And so I, I desire to, like Adam, walk with him in the cool of the day. And, and so if, if, if we're in Christ, a new creation, working out our salvation, transforming our minds, identifying now, understanding we now as Christ followers, believers in Jesus, have a ministry of reconciliation. For some of you that could be your families, for some of you that could be your work, your, your, your workmates who you work with, for some of you that could be a complete stranger in the grocery store and on, a, on an airplane. I mean, there's all, there's, there's no shortage of ministry opportunities. No shortage. In fact, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, I'm no Bible scholar. I think somewhere in this said the, the, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Lord of the harvest has sent out the workers into the field. I hope you're a worker in the field today, willing to go out and harvest for God's kingdom. Representing the king of the kingdom as an ambassador, I commission you today as an ambassador for the kingdom of God. And lastly, I want to challenge you with this in Matthew. And, and, and this reflects on what your motives are for why you do what you do. Verse 19 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where lives break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. Verse 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, there were plenty of years that, that you know, my 
motives and motivation for what I did were different from what they are now. What did I say to you? I met Jesus 17 October 1993, and everything changed. Even my motives and motivation for what I did changed. And it's continued to evolve over these years that I have been pursuing the heart of God, walking in this intimate relationship with him. It doesn't mean that I'm still not looking to be, you know, successful out in the marketplace or, you know, I've climbed the ladder of success, so I've done that. But as you heard in the testimony, still left something missing, something empty. I was successful, but I was unfulfilled. The day I walked to the altar and gave my life to Jesus and got on my knees, I could truly say that if I died that day, I would have died a fulfilled man. And since that time, I still pursued different business ventures and different investments. But my motive for making money, let's just talk about that just for a moment. My motive for making money has changed. It's different. I'm not, I'm not motivated to store up treasures on earth that moth and rust can destroy and build a big bank account. Now, side footnote, you know, I have four children, right, living here, all, all boys except for four of them. And... Um, Seeing who's paying attention here, who's awake. I got a son in heaven, that's a whole nother story. I got a son in heaven. I got four girls, I got four grandbabies, a fifth one on the way. I'm a blessed man, right? And and have poured into them and tried to teach them these principles and even said to them, hey, I'm working, girls, uh, 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 not not to leave you an empire. I'm working on on your children. I'm, I'm working on my grandchildren, wealth transfer for my children's children, but with stipulations. There'll be stipulations in, in, in the trust because they, they'll have to have a genuine bona fide relationship with Jesus in order to, to, to pull from the trust, you understand? So there'll be some stipulations there because if they go off on a wayward path, then, 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 then granddaddy, not, I love them, but I'm not going to support them. That's just, that's just me. But that said... That's not my motive and my focus for doing what I do. I'm not, I'm not looking to store up treasures on earth that moth and rust destroy. I'm more interested in storing up treasures in heaven that moth cannot destroy. And it says, wherever your treasures are, there your heart will be also. That's a clue, too, because if I'm so motivated just to build a big bank account, then that's pretty much saying where my heart is at. But if I'm more interested in storing up treasures in heaven, which, by the way, you know, whatever you accumulate here, you will not, you've heard, will not be taking it with you. Just a reminder, it will stay behind. But I'm more interested in storing up treasures in heaven. What can you take with you? People, 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 people. Every single person that, whose life you affect in a positive way, whether you literally lead them to Jesus or, or sow some seed or water some seed that's already been planted, and then you hear later that they came to Christ. I got a text message Sunday morning. Uh, church I was preaching at in South Carolina. So I just want to share this story with you. A little, little guy brought his wrestling ring for you to sign. And he wasn't a church, a regular church attender at that time. But ever since you came, he'd been coming to church every single week. He goes, I just want to let you know, a few weeks ago, he gave his life to Jesus. And I just want to let you know today, which is sun, this past Sunday, today he got baptized along with his mom, his sister, and his two cousins. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I didn't lead that little man to Jesus. 
But obviously something was said that sparked something in him that prompted him to come back week after week after week and then give his life to Jesus. So I rejoiced over that because even though I didn't lead him to Jesus, according to the word of God, I stored up some treasure in heaven with that little man's decision. Praise the Lord. But I look forward to the day when I can lay my treasure down up there, lay my crowns at the feet of Jesus, as the song says. So my challenge to you this morning as I get ready to wrap this up, put a ribbon on this thing, is what's your motive? Why do you do what you do? If you understand after today, clearly understand that, that you have a ministry of reconciliation regardless of your chosen profession, have a ministry of reconciliation, you're now an ambassador for the kingdom and the king representing Christ, and that your motive to go out of here is not to store up treasures on earth that moth and rust destroy, but whatever you acquire and accumulate, be wise, let God lead you in the decisions with what you do with the resources he gives you, but can I encourage you and say to you, you can never outgive God ever, and the more you sow into the kingdom and his work, the greater treasures you have stored in heaven and the great day of rejoicing and refreshing it will be for you, for you to lay those treasures and those crowns at the feet of Jesus. God, I just thank you for this opportunity this morning to share with these men, and I just pray in Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray, God, if there is one, just one, even one man here does not have a bona fide, genuine relationship with you where he can look back and go, I met Jesus and everything changed, that today would be that day that he'd make that simple decision to just pray a simple prayer from his heart, surrendering, submitting, confessing and repenting, receiving Jesus, opening his heart to receive Jesus. And Lord, for those who have, I pray that somehow, someway today that this message, Lord, would just stir something in their hearts, Papa God, that, Lord, that if, 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 Lord, they haven't really acknowledged or recognized that, one, they're an ambassador, two, that they have a ministry of reconciliation, that something was stirred in them today, that they'll leave out of here with a different perspective on this whole relationship and walk with Jesus. And, Lord, that their heart's desire from this day forward would not be to store up treasures on earth that moth and rust destroy, but, Lord, be wise in what they acquire and accumulate and the distribution of those assets that they gather together for themselves. And, Lord, may they greatly impact your kingdom, not for the motive of just storing up treasures, but to store up treasures so we can lay them at your feet. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. God bless you. Tom. Thank you, guys.